Welcome to episode 30 of The Pseudo Show. I'm your host, Michael Edwards. The Pseudo Show is part of Sunrise Robot, a podcast network created by yours truly and David Lyons. Head to sunriserobot.net to discover other great shows. On today's Pseudo Show, I'm joined by Ali Leedy and Alon Jenkins of the folk pop project Folly Fields. We discuss their recent release, Fluid Lungs, and the wide variety of collaborations that Ali has going on, including somewhat more electronic projects like Swiss House. Without further ado, let's get straight into the interview. So Ali and Alon, thank you for joining the Pseudo Show. Thank you. Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice little snowy May. Here. Beautiful. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now that I have you guys here on the show, I kind of want to just pick your brains about, you know, Folly Fields. How did this thing come together? What What is it? I mean, I saw on the band camp it's described as a collaborative project with Allie and friends. Is that still the case? <laughs> I <laughs> is guess, it the children's TV show? Too? I guess it could sound that way. <laughs> uh, I suppose because I've made a couple albums and they were completely different bands every time, but it's still the same I wanted to give kind of credit to everyone who's been a part of it and will be a part of uh-huh. it sort of thing. So <laughs> rotating, I guess, Yeah, in that way. Like a circus? Sort of like, <laughs> sort a, of circus. like a circus. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, speaking of collaborators, uh, how did Alon get involved with Folly Fields? Well, this little... Little Thing site called, called Craigslist. Craigslist. Ah, <laughs> God bless Craigslist. Milan was definitely the best option, like way above <laughs> and beyond any other response that I received. So I was pretty lucky to find him. Yeah, I <laughs> think way. the last three bands I've been in have been due to Craigslist. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I need to tell the audience I know Alan previously because he was, was the bass player in Genetic Engines, and I even played a little banjo for that once upon a time. Yes, <laughs> yes, once and, upon a time. Uh, you could kind of credit Craigslist with that, even though it wasn't a direct. It's like True. a second, like Secondary. I met, I met uh, Andres Diaz through Craigslist, who knew Alon from college. Yes, and so it turns out that these digital tools are amazing for meeting other yeah, musicians. Um, so is that kind of how Folly Fields works? Is like, hey, I want to do a song with this element, or I just, I just want to play music with different people over time definitely and i think that what i recorded back with my band in philadelphia or the other people who were a part of that project sounded pretty different from what alan and i came up with with you know two to three people so mm-hmm. you know who knows what will happen <laughs> we record more and so the the last release you guys had was in september of 2015 the fluid lungs ep and uh you know i was reading into that and listening to it over the, the, this week and uh you know kind of the themes of solitude in a new city so you just mentioned philadelphia yes, was this yeah. a lot of inspired from moving away from there yes definitely i'd lived there for the past 10 years uh very different culture shock but I, denver is a very friendly city as a compared to Philadelphia. A lot of transplants here. Yeah, a lot of transplants, but uh, it was a new space. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was inspired by. And it it seems like that's a common theme. A lot of musicians that move somewhere, it's like inspires them to want to talk about like, oh man, my entire life just changed. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot to Mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. Um, And I spent, and it was a really snowy, cold winter and I have an addict apartment and I spent a lot of nights just kind of like, it was nice to just not know as many people and spend a lot of time writing music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you just stay inside yeah, and write like, songs. Well, and- I hung out with my two friends, so I'm just going to hang out and play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Um, so, I mean, tell me a little more about the EP. I mean, I, the the album arts, the, you know, some illustrated lungs, and it mm-hmm. looks like tree branches inside of them. Um, yeah. Sort of. Maybe I'm misinterpreting. It, but Definitely, <laughs> definitely. So, you know, it is kind of about, if you want to get philosophical into it, it's like spreading. and and But there's a lot of, like, stream of consciousness. I don't know if you read... Um, there was a, um, a a new website that um, asked me to write about fluid lungs, the song, and when I was writing about it myself, I was so confused by the different <laughs> inspirations. <laughs> um, that song, if you wanted me to explain a little bit of that song, a lot of it came from this obsession with this childhood um, cartoon about duckbill platypuses living underwater. Oh. And Those are weird creatures. They're so weird because, yeah, they can breathe, but they're swimming under there, and they can live on, you know, outside of water. They're technically mammals, aren't they? Technically, but they're te- but they can live underwater, which is so <laughs> amphibious. Str- yeah, mammals. so strange. So that idea of being able to breathe underwater, you know, also about love and loss and mm-hmm. those sort of things. Conversations I had with friends. What's great is that I don't even know what most of these songs are about. Like when Me Allie either. writes these these, <laughs> these words, I'm like, I don't know what this is about, but it sounds cool. <laughs> and I just go with it. And so it's great for me to hear this now because I had no idea oh, that okay. that song was about that. Yeah. Well, I didn't either until I thought about it. It was just so in you know my subconscious that I, okay, that was what it was about. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, surely not every song benefits or needs to be explained. Right. It can True. be exactly. its own thing. True. Yeah. Right. Um, have you guys ever heard the song Exploder? podcast yes i have um so there was one with rivers cuomo from weezer (laughs) and it was actually kind of like demystifying of like he has spreadsheets where he keeps lists of three four and five syllable phrases and no he just like really he just thinks of something like isolated like oh this like five word phrase sounds cool put it in the (laughs) he's really organized but like it's sort of piecemeal like it's not like he sits down and says the song is about this it's like let's grab all these little (laughs) phrases that i collected I whatever works i steal that idea I like that <laughs> that's interesting um, but that's yeah great. it's 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 fun to get inside the head and maybe that's where we can turn to like when you write songs um everyone can do it very differently mm-hmm. um you know is there a cataloging process it's just kind of like well i just turn my voice memos on and see what happens i've or? been doing that a lot yeah the voice the voice memos of course i wrote so i've been writing songs for like 15 years and there i, I didn't have garage band for like the first five yeah. so it was a lot of just writing things down and oh i hope i remember this someday <laughs> you yeah. know, played enough so now there's so many ways that wherever you are you can just like record something so quickly and and i've been just getting into more like electronic music where you can record something and then record something else and then make that into a song not have to just sit down and write one strong yeah. song right away so and when you like for folly fields maybe specifically um yes. do you tend to come to your collaborators with here's a finished song find a part for it or is it more like hey let's get together and see what mm. happens or well i was in a band once where a, a girl had re- would record every part and then she would if she even if there weren't music music she played herself um and it was it felt very like that was not my style. Um, so I really am excited when people can just write their own parts and then it sort of transforms into something else. So I usually just come up with a melody and I play rhythm guitar or finger picking or something and then mm-hmm. see where that goes. Let some other musicians have their hand yes, at it. Yes, yeah. I mean, I have some ideas, which, um, but it, yeah, it's more. Along came up with so many different things that I would have never thought of. So it's nice to have that perspective. Yeah, so like she'll send me like a rough track. 
and I'll just make up a banjo part for it or a bass part and then just lay things on it and the songs kind of form like that, uh, which is a nice way to do it because it's, it's pretty open. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just like Dropbox and stuff back and forth, email? Email, really, yeah. just email. <laughs> <laughs> And I I really enjoyed working on this project because I'd never um, done the reverse and that Alon wrote a lot of instrumental songs that, um, and one of them we put on the album that I added lyrics and a melody. Mm -hmm. So that was actually really fun because he wrote in a different, instrumentally in a different style that I would have, wouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. So it was great because that's a song that I had had bouncing around for a long time. I noticed is it this Wood's End you're talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah. So exactly. I heard you playing parts of that song yeah. on guitar okay. even years, years ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so when I heard that part of the EP, I was like, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful song and it has Thank so you. many different parts and progressions and it was just really fun to change my vocals on Thank each you. of those. Yeah, it was great. I just felt like it was just so nice to finally like find a voice for that song. I just think her voice just fits so well. So yeah, and I, I got to be a little like eerier than I usually am. It was kind of spooky. And I yeah. liked it was a spooky, that. like dirge, like kind of song. <laughs> dirge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, when you do write, I mean, is it usually on guitar? Do you go to the piano or other instruments to figure stuff out or keyboards? Uh, I've been playing guitar mostly, but I think in the last couple of years I've been moving more towards keys and synth and those sort of things. But yeah, yeah no, traditionally it's mostly just been acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. You write any songs on bass, Alon? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little challenging to write songs on bass. So bass no. and vocals, that could that'd be interesting. I've, I've seen it happen before. See that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I like to ask a lot of bands and musicians is to say a little about any non-musical influences. I know you talked about Philadelphia and moving, kind of like being part mm-hmm. of this album, but also just, you know, we're, we're taking in experiences with friends and, and enemies, hopefully not. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Frenemies. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there's movies and books and all sorts right. of sources of inspiration. If there's anything that jumps out as like, you know, it's not like, oh, I saw this movie, therefore a song, but yeah. it's not always direct, but there's always some alchemy going on. Yeah. Well, the lyrics were not taken from, but inspired from a Rumi poem called Love Dogs. Um, and then my own kind of, you know, thought mm-hmm. process thinking about that poem. Uh, I don't think of what else from that album. But yeah, it's usually like something I'm reading, watching. I'm really interested in like film history. I'm an art historian. So sometimes those images are even kind of inspiring my writing process. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a lot of stream of consciousness, <laughs> whatever you're experiencing in that moment. But I do like going back and thinking about it. Like, oh, I was reading this or I was you know, watching this film yeah, at this time. Yeah, it's not conscious necessarily. Yeah. It's more like, oh, I can kind of get why this happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, when I wrote um, a new song recently that's going to be on um, the EP, other EP I'm working on. And it was from The Little Prince. <laughs> Did you ever read that book? I haven't. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> so there was just you know, a very small part that I kind of... Of talk underneath the song, and then that just that talking part inspired the rest of the song. So I don't know if it sounds; it does not sound like a children's song. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, so are are these projects mostly self produced? Do you work with a studio? I've worked with different um, producers slash friends. Uh, I would eventually like to, especially after working with Logic on the last. <laughs> Project. Uh, I, I give so much respect to producers now after doing that. There's so much that I don't know, but I would like to find one in Denver that I could work with mm-hmm. more frequently. 
Yeah, we we had I had a mutual friend. Um, I guess I introduced Sam to or to Alon. Sam I met at Metal Arc open mic night, and we became friends. And then he recorded the Fluid Lungs EP. He's a musician himself, and he sang backup vocals yes, too. Right? Sam Rains, nice. and he's working on his own like twelve song album right now. Which yeah. now I feel like he did it for free because he said he wanted to learn Logic. <laughs> yeah. It's a good way. Like that was a lot of work though. So yeah. I really. You know, thanks Sam for helping with that yeah. project. Yeah. And uh, when, like, maybe if you want to talk a little about like favorite or least favorite parts of the recording process, because oh. <laughs> there, you know, emotions can run wildly differently about like, oh, it's a drag, I hate it, or sometimes it's even more creative than the songwriting part. Mm-hmm. And you know, how does that go when you try to piece a song together as a recording? Hmm. I don't know. What What are your? I like recording. Um, I mean, obviously, hopefully the songs that you're recording, you like the songs too, though, you know, playing the same thing 18 times Uh does get annoying. (laughs) Um, but I like recording just because getting the finished product is so great to hear like the fruits of all of your work, um, and all of the pieces coming together is just awesome, but it is, it's a ton of work. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It can be a grind, yeah. repeating stuff, and like, there's always that like, if you record a part and it's almost good enough, and you're like so tired that you're just like, can we just use it? And then <laughs> the other part of you is like, no, don't settle for that. Right. You're yeah. gonna hate yourself forever if you don't. Wasn't there one time when we were doing an EP, and I think I was stuck on this one part that sounded weird to me, but nobody else heard it. <laughs> There's and like these phantoms. We sat sometimes. there like 30 minutes, like, let's play it one more time. And it was all just in my head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like these speakers are doing some kind <laughs> of voodoo. There's some background noise that right. I hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that ha- or like so you're hearing a, a part that no one actually played. And you're like, there's like another guitar there, right? And you're like, no, there isn't. No. <laughs> I've been listening to it way too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, live shows. You got uh, you played a bicycle cafe set mm-hmm. and uh, Herman's Hideaway recently. How's that been going? It's good. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying getting to know the Denver music scene. We played a very snowy. I played a very snowy Larimer Lounge show like in January. Would like to play there again. Um, we yeah, we've been having a good time playing out. Mm-hmm. So looking mm-hmm. for some other gigs. Mm-hmm. Trying to find the right space. I don't know. <laughs> we played a Herman Herman's Hideaway and it was like a best of the West contests and it was all these like kind of rock rock bands bands, like late 80s metal hair bands (laughs) not our best night but and then it was us just the two of us (laughs) who who planned this (laughs) and it was like one of those competitions where you had to clap for applause we're like okay Uh. we know (laughs) everyone else had t-shirts for the bands that they were voting for (laughs) we had no t-shirts no t-shirts but it was good you know it was fun (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Any upcoming stuff, either um, Folly Fields or some of the other projects, which we should talk a little bit about too. I, I think, yeah, I've been I've been working on just writing. We've been both been writing, so we're yeah. Hopefully for the summer, going to plan some gigs. Um, yeah, I think I'm just getting back to that point where you know there's so many different process processes you go through as a musician writing, and then I've been in that recording cave for the last couple months. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of these other projects. So you've got this Swiss house electronic project. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw something called Marisol. Oh yeah, that's gone. We've decided gone. if we use that name again, it'll be for a burrito truck. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so no more Marisol. Different kind of side project. <laughs> yeah. Um, you released a, a winter tide EP. Yes. Um, yes. Where does it stop? How many projects? Oh, uh, no, well, just... I 
think that I released kind of a solo EP because I was up a lot late at night and I was playing around with my MIDI, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But then that turned into this new project, Swiss House, and hopefully Elon can also play on that when we play live and mm-hmm. record more. Um, it is different. It's a little more experimental, which I'm kind of excited about right now, um, adding more kind of chaos and noise and that, that sort of thing. So that actually is just going to release soon. It's called the EP is called Geographies. Um, and you can look it up and <laughs> if you want to check yeah, it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a link in the show okay, notes. Yeah. So one of the other things I like to, to ask musicians is um, sort of in this new era where the price of the product music is going down to zero. Like, mm. how do people <laughs> think about their life as a musician? You know, and not everyone's in it for money or to like try to make a career. But one of the frustrating things I've found is if you do want it to be a career, it's a lot harder in some ways. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you approach your music, it seems like it's, it's a, it's a form of expression, but is there also kind of the hope to do it full time? Would you like to be touring? Is that in the cards? Oh yeah. Of course I would love to be doing that. <laughs> uh, you know, it, I think it's it's a process. I'm excited that I have a job now that's flexible enough that I can write during the day and I can tra- I can travel if I need to and, and record. Uh, when I was in grad school, that's not really uh, conducive for that. But yeah, I think that the new there are some exciting things about this new era of music recording because I have a lot of friends even from Philadelphia and bands that oh their songs on like Grey's Anatomy or something you yeah. know something like that and that can sustain you even as a musician sometimes more yeah. than touring. The licensing route is definitely yeah. still around, thankfully. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like the some things have gotten so much easier. Recording, distribution, like all of that is so accessible now. Anyone can publish. Anyone can record with very little investment. Um, but then it's like, oh, and now there's a million more bands. Right. <laughs> Everyone is recording and releasing. Yeah. How, do you, how do you poke your head out of the crowd? It gets even harder. Definitely. Um, if you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? Any secret degrees or secret families in Canada or? <laughs> I think I would, yeah. I mean, I love to travel. So there's a, I feel like I used to travel a lot more and that would actually, you need to be at home and have a place to write. So I think I've given up a little bit of my traveling for writing more music. But no, I, I feel like I'm doing what I want to be doing now. I, Mm-hmm. But I wish that I could play music more often. <laughs> yeah, I think Definitely. we all do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how about for you, Alon? I know, I know you've got a, a career going with the the whole day the job thing. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, if I weren't playing music, I would probably go back to school and study something completely different. Like I'd love to study astronomy or art history too. Nice. Just, <laughs> just love learning about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I've been in bands like most of us since I was a teen, and like, it's so hard to make it work for like mm-hmm. your general like life and job. Yes. It's really hard, mm-hmm. and like big props to those who can do it. Um, but uh, it's just like it's a just it's a hobby and a passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why it's exciting to find projects where it's two people or three people because I've played in bands before and it is hard to get, hey, when we have six people together once a week, <laughs> you know, in their late 20s or 30s, it's like hard to do. Yeah, it so. And it's not just the practice, it's the 50 messages around every exactly. practice. So like, when can you, oh, I'm late, oh, well. Like, yeah. And yeah. so it just it has a tax on your life <laughs> right. of like coordinating. Totally. 
Which is also, though, exciting why I'm um, trying to get more into electronic music because I feel like you, I can learn to add. Not that I would replace people, <laughs> but you can add other parts that you yeah. haven't really before. So, yeah, that's good. Um, so any other anything on the horizon? You mentioned you were working on songs, um, and this other project might release sometime soon. Yes, yes. So the the plan with uh, Swiss House is since it's kind of the first EP, we're just going to release it online. But we would like I'm working with um, a colleague from Rocky Mountain College Art and Design. She's an artist, and um, she does a lot of these installations. So we're going to create an installation in her house and make a music video oh, nice. <laughs> with her and I. And then hopefully we're we're looking into some gallery. Spaces. We'd like to have like a show in June or July. Have you July. guys seen Leon and all? Yeah, we, that yeah. was actually in the conversation. <laughs> so we would love to have like a music night slash like premiere of this video um, that we're working on. So yeah, that's cool. So any timeline when we might see? We want to do that in June, hopefully. Okay, so yeah. that's coming up. Yeah. Isn't there like a film license thing happening too? There's also, one of the songs. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's licensing, but I was contacted by um, this film. It's called Margot. Uh, and so the song Fluid Lungs is featured in that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's kind of a like, they call it like post-apocalyptic, like psychological drama sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> is this a local Colorado no, produced film? No, this was in um, Illinois, outside of Chicago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, which is also great about, I think they found um, my boyfriend SoundCloud and they put his song in the film and then they found mine and then they put Fluid Lungs <laughs> in the film. So nice. yeah, the internet is crazy in that way. <laughs> yeah, you, you can find your audience even if it, you can't get a local audience. Mm-hmm. You can find a million people everywhere else. Right. Podcasts um, are great for that. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Thank you guys so much for coming on the Pseudo yeah, Show. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, definitely check the show notes, listener, for links to the Fluid Lung EP and some of these other projects that Ali and Ilan are involved in. And uh, listen to them, like them, buy their stuff. <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening. Thank you. I drove over Avistown, I kissed on Anastasia, just to forget my way home. And that's it for episode 30 of The Pseudo Show. Head to sunriserobot.net slash pseudoshow slash 30 to find links and show notes, including Folly Fields on Bandcamp. While you're there, you should subscribe to the show so you get new episodes automatically. My name is Michael Edwards, and you can send me comments, questions, and feedback on Twitter. My username is pseudomichael, spelled S-U-D-O, Michael. Until next time, this has been The Pseudo Show. Can you tell me why I'm good at the Can you tell me why I'm